everybody, welcome back to the Back Builders Podcast, episode 49. First and foremost, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, Combat Comeover on Instagram. He also has a website, combatcomeover.com. He's a good friend of mine. I've known, known him for a few years now. I actually um, been with him since he first started his business and uh, it's been blown up ever since. So it's basically a uh, pomade. I use it on my hair literally every single day. In fact, I told you guys this in the last episode that I'm going to be pissed when eventually he sells the business or whatever, three, four, five years down the road, because now I'm going to have to go to someone else's pomade company. And this has been the absolute best pomade that I've been using. So um, yeah, check them out. It's combat comb over. And then I have a discount code, which is just salty in all caps. That'll give you like 10 to 15% off of your entire order. So once again, combat comb over on Instagram. And then secondly, I want to thank my newest Patreon supporters for the month, which I did in the last episode, but I just want to remind you guys that that still is a thing. I recently just po posted two episodes titled why men want to die on the battlefield. And then I posted another episode this morning called simps cucks and my problem with OnlyFans, and um very controversial episode i'm not publishing i'm not going to publish that live but i will keep that on my patreon so i got this question a couple of days ago from a really young man i think he's like 14 or 15 <clears throat> this is a question that i get a lot in general but for some reason this one struck me because first of all he's really young he's 14 he understands that he has an addiction and if for the for who asked me that question, this episode is, you know, half directed towards you and then half directed from my personal experience. But first of all, he's already off to the right start because he's identifying that, okay, first of all, video games is affecting my life in a negative way. It's not helping me at all. I feel like I'm a slave to video games and I want to quit. This guy's 14 years old. If you're identifying that you have a problem at 14 years old, and I'm not saying you're you're stupid at anything at 14 year old 14 years old, but when you're generally that young, you lack the idea of consequences. And um, I asked him, all right, so <laughs> first I asked him, what system are you playing? And I'll explain why I asked him, what system are you playing in a, in a second? Um, and then I asked him, well, how many hours a day are you playing? And mind you, he's, uh, you know, homeschooling right now because of the whole pandemic thing and, you know, the quarantine thing. So he's just uh, able to play video games as long as he wants. And he says that I generally play eight hours a day. I'm like, okay, that's a full-time job. You definitely have an issue if you're playing eight hours a day. Don't worry. Been there. Know how it feels. Um, you know, it's fun at first, but then you start getting into it a little bit more and you start getting really depressed, really anxious. You start losing those social skills and stuff like that. So this episode is for him. It's for anybody who is struggling with video game addiction. I'm going to walk you through my experiences with my video game addiction and how I quit video games. I've spoken about this briefly in the past, but I want to summarize everything in one episode. So that way, when somebody asks me about it, I just forward them this episode. I'm like, here, listen to this. Um, but anyways, you to the individual who asked me that and to anybody who else is struggling with video games, don't ask yourself the question of how do I fight my addiction with video games, but rather how will my life look if I stop playing video games? This is the most hilarious mistake that I see people trying to quit video games. This is, this is the same mistake they always make. This is the same mistake that I've made. And you'll probably make the mistake three, mistake three or four times before you realize what you're doing. If you talk to anybody who does not have a video game addiction or maybe addiction at all, the first thing they say is, well, why can't you just moderate your time? Is, is that it? Go up to a heroin addict and say, well, why can't you just moderate the amount of heroin that you put in your arm? Addiction does not work that way. You have to remember is that 
If you have a video game addiction, your brain is chemically dependent on those video games. It shoots out dopamine and it makes it feel like you're accomplishing, you know, winning that game or winning that round or killing that person. It makes you feel good. So at that point, if you have a video game addiction, it's far past just it's fun. It is it is a dependency. And when you don't play it, you feel that, you know, you get those withdrawals. So you can't just moderate your time. I mean, you can if you have godlike willpower, but if the the problem is is if that system is in your house, that temptation is going to be there and you're going to try to rationalize it. You're going to be like, "Oh, well, you know, if I just played video games for an hour, you know, then I'll, after that, I'll go to the gym or maybe, maybe I'll go to the gym first. And then my reward for going to the gym is playing video games or, you know, you create all these rationalizations. You start making deals with yourself in your own mind. And that's all it is, is a rationalization. It's not healthy. It's not real. And, um, you, you and I both know that you're not playing video games for an hour at a time. Unless you have Superman willpower, you are not playing video games for an hour at a time. Look at Call of Duty Warzone. You know how fast an hour goes by in Call of Duty Warzone? You're in the lobby for 10 minutes alone. You know, you're starting up your system. That's three minutes. You know, you're in the lobby for another four. You're dropping into the zone. You're picking up weapons. That's another four to five minutes. You finish the round. One round, if you're lucky, 20 minutes. You're going to get in two, three rounds max within an hour. Then you're going to end that third round and you're going to be like, oh, I don't want to end my hour with that with that victory or with that loss. And you're like, oh, come on, boys. We got to get a good, uh, you know, we got to get a good round in before I call it a night or call it an hour or whatever it is. And then you're like, damn, I'm on a roll right now. I've won two, two rounds so far. I could go for a third. And then it's just, you're spiraling at that point. So my advice to this individual, and I asked him, remember how I, I told you, I asked him what type of system he was on. I said, are you on a PS4, Xbox, or PC? He said, and uh, PS4. I said, perfect. I'm going to help you right now. I'm going to tell you how to immediately get rid of your addiction, but it is difficult. Ready? Sell your PS4. Get it, get rid of it. Get it out of your house. If you know it's that much of a problem, you know it's hurting you that much and you are spending eight hours a day, sell your PS4. Sell it. Get rid of it. You could buy another one at another time. Now, the reason why I say that is because I understand as a video game addict, and I'm saying this seriously, video game addict, you are not going to prevent yourself from playing video games if that console is in your house. You're just not, you're not. So I highly suggest that you sell it, that you get rid of it. I know that sounds really stupid. I know that sounds really difficult. I know that 99% of you aren't going to do this if you actually have a problem. But let me tell you this, the best way that I've ever completely crushed my video game addiction when I was at the peak of my addiction, this was only in 2017, I wanna say 2018, when I was playing Overwatch, eight, nine, 10 hours a day, you know, World of Warcraft. I was far past the full-time job and I started to realize it became a real problem with my relationship and it became a real problem with my time and I wasn't getting anything done. I went to Craigslist and it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, guys. And I, and this did it for me. I went to Craigslist and I put my gaming laptop up for sale. It was a $2,000 gaming laptop. I sold it for like 200 bucks because I wanted to get rid of it. I remember that drive. It felt like I was giving away. It was a far drive. It was like an hour. 
I, it felt like I was giving away like my puppy or something that I couldn't take care of anymore. And I was like, Oh God, this feels so horrible. And I remember the guy that I was giving it to was like this crackhead guy who was like, I could tell that he, you know, he wasn't going to take care of it. And then he tried, I sold him this $2,000 gaming laptop for like 200 bucks. And then he tried bargaining with me to get it lower. So now I was pissed off because I'm like, I'm giving you a great deal here and you're trying to barter with me. What the heck? But I got rid of it outright. And the first three days, I will admit, was extremely difficult to do. I felt like something was just itching at me and I had a, such a strong routine of waking up, playing video games for with breakfast and having my coffee with video games and it was great and you know the sun was on me. But then I started to play all day and then my girlfriend was getting upset at me, obviously, you know, and... Um, and that was one of the most difficult things that I've had to do. So I recommend if you have the willpower for it and you know it's a real problem, get rid of it. Get it out of your house. Now, if you don't want to do that for whatever reason, and th maybe there are valid reasons, maybe you just need to take a short break from it while you're studying for a course or something and you can play again later. This is also what you can do. Give it away to somebody that you trust to hold for a short amount of time. So what do I mean by that? If you have a PS4 addiction or an Xbox addiction, the reason why I asked if it, what kind of system it was, by the way, because I understand that PC gamers use their PC for work and school and stuff like that, so it's a little bit more tricky, but Xbox, PS4, just get, get rid of it or have it go to someone else's house. All right, so, so get, put it away. Let's say you have a sister or something that lives maybe 20, 30 minutes away from you. Here's a couple of things that you can do. Give them the console and say, do not give this back to me until... September 30th when I'm done with this course or when I feel like I can get it back or do not give this back to me until Friday evenings when I, you know, when the week is over and I'm not distracted during the week. Do I suggest that? Not necessarily because if you get it back once a week, which I tried doing, here's what happened to me. I got my uh, gaming laptop. I remember giving it away, keeping it at my parents' house and then every Friday would come around. I'd pick up my laptop and then I would be so craving that PC that I would spend all weekend playing. So I now I just switched from wasting my weekdays to wasting my weekends. So I don't necessarily recommend that. However, that is another option. I, rem I was just Googling how to quit video games because I was curious as to what would pop up. And the answers were literally like, moderate your time, you know, um, don't play video or like, like the really stupid things. And if you truly have a video game addiction, you'll know that there's really no such thing as moderating your time. So first and foremost, either get rid of it or give it to, you know, a friend or a sister or something like that. But now we have to answer the question of how will your life look if you're able to quit video games? So if you're spending more than a few hours a day on video games, which chances are you are, uh, and I'm not talking about the guy who comes home from work and he just plays for an hour and, you know, goes and hangs out with his wife because I'm talking about the guys who play eight hours a freaking day. And I know that 80% of you guys that are listening to this episode understand exactly what I'm talking about. At that point, we have to understand what our lives would look like if we quit video games. I highly suggest that you take a piece of paper. If you know that you're struggling with this problem, write down the pros and the cons of playing video games. Do it. Write down the pros and cons of your video game addiction. So I could give you one of the, one of the pros, right? It's fun. 
it is fun. It is a form of escapism. You're able to just sit down and you're able to just break free from the world or the stress or, you know, those bills that have been piling up, piling up. You're able to forget about your problems and they just go away. They just melt away. And this world that you're in just gives you everything that you want. You know, you're a crafter, you're a leather worker, you're a blacksmith, you know, you're max level 120. You know, you you have that KD of 1.5. I understand the pros you know, the quote pros of playing video games. But now let's look at the, the cons, shall we? Okay, so first of all, time, time wasted. Let's say you're playing eight hours a day. That time could be put towards, let's say a job, you know, maybe you do or do not have it. But let's say that your time is quantifiable. Let's say that every hour that you exist or every hour that you spend playing on video games, let's do the bare minimum. Let's say that your average job is just to make the math easier. an hour. So now 20 times eight is, I'm really bad at math. Oh God, I don't math in public. Okay. So 20 times eight, we're going to do this together. 20 times eight is $160 per day. So let's say your work value is worth at least $20 per day, which I'm willing to guarantee you're not worth $20 a day or $20 an hour. You're worth much more than that. So, but, but for the sake of this argument, so $160 per day, you're essentially spending on time on video games. And remember, that's the bare minimum of $20 per hour. You're probably more worth realistically $50 to $60 an hour. But so $160 per day. Now there's 160 times 30 because there's 30 days in a month. So now you're essentially wasting about $4,800 a month on video games in time. So now... 4,800 times 12, because now there is 12 months um, in a year. And if you're spending probably about $4,800 in video game time a month, that brings you to approximately $58,000 per year wasted on video games. So that was one of the things that, that was one of the mental exercises that really helped me understand how much time I'm putting into video games and how much that is theoretically costing me. Cause let's say you're not making $20 an hour. Let's say you, you know, you're actually making $13 an hour or something, or maybe you're making a lot more than that, $50 an hour. You can look at this and you can understand the amount of time and potential money that you are wasting. Right. So now does that mean that every hour that you exist, you're automatically going to get paid $20 an hour? It's just $20 an hour is going to pop in your bank account. No, that's not what that means. But if you put a number on it and if you translate it, that into a form of currency, you get a good idea that that time that you're spending on video games could be invested in something else that could potentially pay out in the future. So that is working at that job that you've always wanted to apply for. That could be starting that business. It could be, you know, writing that book. It could be anything, anything. It doesn't necessarily have to be, um, uh, finance related. Another reason, um, another way that we can look at the cons of playing video games is physique or your body, your physical readiness, your endurance. You have to remember that when you're playing video games for a prolonged amount of time per day, you generally spend it in a bad posture. So first of all, bad posture, really nobody sits there straight backed, straight up, 
um, chin up, you know, head drawn. Like nobody does that. We all spend it hunched over, lean toward, leaning towards the screen and being in a really bad form. Now, what does that do for you? Obviously, your muscular structure is going to adjust to being in that posture eight hours a day, you know, 30 times a month. But you also have to remember that the more you collapse your spine, the more you lean inwards, the less breathing, it, it restricts um, oxygen flow from your lungs. You know, it, it, it affects your breathing and then you'll become like a mouth breather. It's hard, to, it's hard to understand, it's hard to explain, but that was one of the things that I kind of realized from is that bad posture, leaning, looking down at a phone affects your your windpipe, affects your breathing. Just do, a, do, do, do it yourself right now. Look down, look down or slouch or whatever and feel the difference between if you're standing up straight, sitting up straight to if you were looking down or if you're slouched or if your back was curled. So, um, posture is a really big problem that comes to, um, video game problems. But then you all has to remember is that you're probably not exercising nearly as much as you should be. And you could probably be spending some of that time in the gym if you have not been working out already. So can you still get a great physique by playing video games eight hours a day? Yes, because, you know, theoretically, you're only needing 45 minutes to an hour a day in the gym to get a decent physique. When I was at the peak of my video game addiction, I was also at the peak of my physique. So it doesn't necessarily go hand in hand. But for those of you who, first of all, don't understand nutrition, don't understand working out, maybe you've never been in the gym before, maybe you stopped mid-journey or whatever, you have to admit that to a certain extent, your video game addiction is hindering your journey to the aesthetics, to strength, to physique. So you're not spending nearly as much time. Um, you're not dedicating nearly as much time to working out as you probably should be. Another con to playing video games off the top of my head is vitamin D or sunlight. When you spend, this is, this goes without being said, but when you spend all day inside, you don't spend any time, you know, hiking or, or, you know, being outside, going on that run or getting the sun or whatever, you're going to get a vitamin D deficiency. Now this, this is a case by case basis. This isn't going to happen with everybody, but for the sake of the argument, you know, you could also supplement vitamin D and, you know, that's a half-assed supplement and, you know, it's not nearly as good as the sun, but you have to remember that vitamin D deficiency actually leads to depression and anxiety and other mental health issues. When you spend eight hours a day, you know, inside and you're not getting any sun or you're not even going outside at all, but, you know, I'm talking peak addiction here. This isn't everybody, but this is a lot of people you're going to put yourself at risk for mental health issues. That leads me on to the next con of playing video games, which is mental health. So you have to look at mental health from a few different things when it comes into video games. Num num number one, what I can think of is social skills. So, so talking, socializing is a skill. If you've ever noticed that you've, when you've spent a prolonged period of time alone, or not talking to people or anything like that, you'll realize that you become less confident when it comes to talking to people. And you start, if you're paying attention, you will definitely realize that your skill in speaking or talking or interacting with other people, your, your, you know, your social skills start to deplete. They start to go down a little bit. You start to feel a little bit weaker in it. You're a little bit less confident. You start to really wonder about what you're, how you're portraying yourself. So that's another thing. It goes into mental health and then you start losing confidence and then losing confidence goes into hand in hand with like, you know, low serotonin level, low serotonin levels, you know, um, depression, anxiety, all that stuff. So the more time you spend playing video games actually goes hand in hand with your mental health and your social skills. Another con that I can think of this more so goes with the young men, but the time that you spend playing video games is time that you 
spend away from finding your fair maiden, your potential wife or your potential girlfriend, because take finding a good woman, a good potential woman that is, uh, you know, can bear your children that you can trust with your children that you can spend the rest of your life with. It takes going out. It takes talking to women. It takes learning how to talk, learning how to talk to them. And it takes, um, getting used to being rejected by women, but it also takes, you know, um, the time that you're spending playing video games could be invested in more long-term things like finding a good woman in your life. Because this is one of the things I think of. I often look at myself and I'm like, where would I be if I didn't spend so many years playing video games? And then you can't help but have that gnawing thought at the back of your head that if I didn't spend so many years playing video games, would I have a really good wife right now? Would I have children? I don't know. Probably not, but there's still that possibility that maybe instead of going out that one night to, you know, go hang out with friends, maybe my quote soulmate was there, but instead of going there, I wanted to stay home and play World of Warcraft for eight hours. You know what I mean? So it just puts you, it's not worth the risk at all. You, you can only imagine that when you become older, let's say you get in your thirties or even your forties and you look back and you're like, damn, I wasted so much time doing this or doing that when I could have actually been, you know, investing my time in things that are more important. So that's a, that's a, one of the big cons that I think of also. Um, but, you know, I'm not going to insult your intelligence so much as to say, you know, you need to like, I'm not going to lay out all of the cons for you. Everybody has different pros. Everybody has different cons. But I can tell you that your video game addiction right now, if you're listening to this episode, you know that you have a problem and you need to take care of that problem. Gentlemen, you need to take care of that problem. One of the biggest most positive changes that I've ever made in my entire life was thoroughly quitting video games. Now, does that mean I slip up every once in a while and I get caught up in video games again? Yes. However, it only lasts maybe a week or two. And then I realize this isn't even worth it anymore and that I'm done. And I just leave the, I leave it for good. And I've talked about this in my previous episodes, how I slip every once in a while and then I just end up getting really, you know, shitty again. But Think about that. Really think about why you want to quit video games. Think about how your life could be better if you quit video games and just understand that it's probably not worth the time that you're spending in it. Now, theoretically, there is something called escapism that I've been putting that I've been playing with in my head lately, and it's using video games as a kind of a uh a good break from maybe your work or, you know, your stress relief and you're only playing an hour to a day and you're generally playing high testosterone games that kind of, you know, inspire you because there are games truly that inspire you and motivate you like Rise, Son of Rome or, um, you know, maybe even some Call of Duty single player games. But when you get into the multiplayer realm and you get into the satisfaction of killing other players and feeling like you're winning, that's when you start to get more into trouble. But let me just summarize this by saying your video game is your video game addiction is a real problem. You're going to have people around you that say, oh, it's not a big deal. Just moderate your time, you know, just have strength or whatever. No, don't listen to them. Don't listen. Listen to me when I tell you this right now. Get rid of your system, put it in somebody else's house, get it out of your house. The first 72 hours is going to feel horrible. You're going to get withdrawal syndromes. You're going to feel really empty. You know, you might get a little bit sad, but it's not that big of a deal and you're going to get over it. And then you're going to start really noticing how your life has changed 
changed from not playing video games anymore, then you can start investing in more serious things like maybe finding a woman or seeking a woman or taking care of your woman that you've been neglecting because you also have to remember that women understand that if if they feel insecure, if women don't feel like their man is taking care of them, they will leave you. Now, this may be direct or indirect. They may actually physically leave and break up with you or emotionally, they're going to see their man who is unable to get off of the video games and they may not leave you physically, but they're going to leave you emotionally and they're going to secretly resent you for that. That's another thing to think of. Have you been neglecting your woman? Have you not been taking care of her? Have you not been showing her an optimal amount of love? Women are very needy creatures. They need to feel secure. They need to feel loved. When they stop feeling that, you put yourself at risk for having them leave you. And you do not want that because later down the road, they're going to break up with you and you're going to realize that that could have been prevented by maybe spending more time with them and not playing video games. Tons of pros and cons, guys. Tons of pros and cons. But I will end this episode by saying you need to get off of video games. Get your shit done. Maybe you can look at playing video games in the future. But I think you're better off not playing video games. But other than that, that summarizes my episode on video game addiction. I hope that this offered you guys something, at least put a thought in your head about how video games is hurting you and how your life can look if you weren't playing video games. If you guys have any questions, concerns, or anything like that, go ahead and shoot me a message. And then remember that Patreon, Forrest Munden uh, Patreon, you can subscribe for as little as a dollar per month. Enjoy your guys' Thursday.